Hello everyone, today is October 15th, 2022. I'm here today with John Esfandiari. John is an activist for the Women's Liberation Movement in Iran. Thanks for coming on the podcast, John. Thanks very much for having me today. Um, good evening, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Yes, depending on uh, what part of the world you're in. Exactly. So what is going on in Iran today in October 2022? Everything's happened over the death of a young woman, Mahsa Amini, 22 years old. He get, she got killed because of the compulsory hijab. Uh, she traveled with her family to Tehran from Sanandaj uh, province. And she was on a holiday and she got uh, arrested by morality police and then they took her to the police station they beat her up then later on she died because of the brain injury um that was like a spark uh people got very angry and uh we had a widespread uh large widespread protests uh around the country from north to south from west to east and people they started to unite together because they feel that person could be my sister, that person could be my daughter, that person could be my mother, uh, my my girlfriend, my wife. So they started to be united, but instead of sorrow and uh, getting quiet, they turn it to anger to fight with the regime. And everything has started since then. And as a result, we see a lot of people that are in the street are fighting with the regime day and night they protest in the street and of course so many things happened within the last 43 years you know we had uh, other uprising in the past for instance i can uh, mention to uh, bloody november in 2019 uh, regime uh, shut down the internet they killed 1500 people in three days and unfortunately, international community they went very quiet regarding that but people that got very angry angry and they hold that anger inside and i think uh, when mahsa amini uh, died that was like a last stew it's true and they said enough is enough we don't want to tolerate with this regime we don't want to compromise with this regime it's a time for regime change they got outside in the street and especially women they are very inspiring that's very courageous to see women in the street that they unveil themselves they're burning their headscarf in the street, you know, because of the law in Iran. Um, so there is a punishment if you if you unveil yourself in the street, but they face that risk, they put their life in a danger, they protest against the um, uh, mechanism violence of the regime after 43 years. And they say, we don't want it anymore. We want to be free woman life freedom and women they are leading this protest to be honest with you uh, everywhere around the world and and then and it wasn't just this because people they 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 experienced poverty and they saw a lot of injustice in the society um they saw corruption and a lot of lies from the regime for instance um instead of coming and uh, apologize try to find the fact by investigation they try to justify the death of Mahsa Amini they lie they said she had a health condition they they made up some fake documents she had a, she was suffering from health condition and she died because of her health condition but but later on 
the truth came to light and people, they saw other documents uh, which came out by hackers. <laughs> it was an official document from the government it, that stated that Mahsa died because of the uh, brain injury. She was beat up and that was like a national, um, how can I say, uh, anger. And the people, they thought, again, they are lying to us, but we don't want it anymore. So we are not going to put up with the lies. So people, they, they made up their mind. I think what's happened in Iran is not a protest. It's a, it's an uprising. It's the beginning of a revolution. The message from inside Iran is very clear. Regime change. We don't want this regime. We want revolution. And a silence is going to be our silence is going to be more murders. So they ask each other to come and join. People they united. It doesn't matter where you come from. If you're coming from north, from south, from east and west. So people they united. Same slogan, same agenda, and same values, which is fascinating because for 43 years regime they try to bring divisions. So they, they try to scare the people from each other. Oh, if if Baluch um, start to protest, if there, there is an uprising in Baluchistan, so they are thinking to be independent. Or if that's happened by course, they are thinking about uh, be independent and you know separate themselves from the country. Or they are agent of the Mossad or 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 America or, or there is a foreign interfere. But now people they pass those things and they show toward to government. We don't fall for this anymore. We are united. We are one. We are fighting for same value. You see, women they uh, unwell themselves not only in Tehran, capital city, in north, in south, in east, in west, with the same slogan and same value, which is the civil society values, which is uh, quite a standard in the international community. And the other thing is very fascinating. You see a lot of young generation, students, kids. Um, the generation of digital networking. They see the other students, the other other youngsters, what they're doing in other parts of the world. They want to have the same lifestyle. It's very interesting, that aspect of the digital networking and how young women in Iran can see young women in America and in Europe and in even in East Asia dress much more liberally in South America too. And it's it like you said, these are international standards. The way that people are dressing in America is kind similar to the way that Chinese women are dressing in China, similar to the way that South Latin and South American women are dressing in South America and Europeans in Europe. But then and even in Africa and Africa, you know, but once we get to the Middle East, there is a very stark contrast in the way that women dress. And, you know, like you said, regimes that want that contrast to keep control, they want to sow division within, within the country. That way, no part gets too strong. The values are separate. The, 
the you know when you have separate values with someone else it is very difficult to work with them and but with the new technologies in digital networking that are available instagram whatsapp internet you know young iranians see they're not blind they're more connected than their parents much more connected they see everything and you know they just whereas before this this digital networking wasn't there so when they can see what's possible when they can actually see it it i think gives them a lot more hope and you know for young women i think that being that seeing is much more stark for you than young men granted still like you said it's not just about the gender apartheid i hadn't heard that term but you mentioned that um before we started recording it's not just about the separation of women and men if anyone hasn't heard the song baria 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 by shervin hajipur yeah i mean there is no better way to intake the modern day problems of Iran than that two and a half minute song. And you obviously need to get the translation for people who speak English and don't speak Farsi, but I mean, it really hits so many issues that exist. And, you know, without that networking, everyone in Iran would be blind, but they're not blind anymore they have they have had the cover from their eyes taken off and they're like i you know they're able to connect with each other and communicate with each other and another thing that you mentioned um the hackers have really been on the side of the women's liberation movement of the side of the people you know the state television was hacked yeah you know these documents were hacked you know even if you go onto reddit people you know one of the top reddit posts in reddit hacking was how do you override a country's firewall and it was just comments of hackers speaking with each other saying oh use this vpn oh you need to do this you need to do this that and it's you know it's very difficult to keep people on it's almost impossible nowadays to not keep people connected i think that's very interesting uh, what you said um i don't know have you heard about hidden freedom or white men's this movement that started a few years ago. The founder of that movement uh, is Masih Alinejad. She's Iranian-American uh, journalist and activist. And what she did, she started by video herself, film herself. And, uh, and those people, they caused her problem just to uh, film them and ask them questions and then encourage the Iranians inside to film themselves without the without the, uh, the scarf, unwell themselves and film themselves, send it to social media. And if someone tried to stop them or cause them trouble, just film them. 
and all of a sudden Massey received like a millions video from inside it was like you know you're holding a fire for the right moment and that was the right moment when it came so all of a sudden women they started to um uprising by sending their videos outside iran to tell to international community this is a reality of uh, iran and this is uh, happening inside for the woman. This, there is a mechanism violence against the woman in here um, and gender apartheid. There's a discrimination. And, um, it's and very similar to the video of George Floyd. Exactly, exactly. And, and women, they became fearless, feel stronger. I saw video. Um, couple of girls they get arrested by morality police they went inside the van and they start to film from the woman's uh working for the morality police and send wow. it to Masiali. they send it to Masiali Nejad, and i was like this is so powerful there is a lot of bravery in here just imagine you get arrested you are going to a police station or to jail you don't know what's going to happen to you but you, you're not going to give up. You start to film them and send it out to show true face of this regime and tell to what was going on inside Iran. So I think that's that uprising started within the last few years. But over the death of Mahsa Amini, it was like a spark. You know, um, people that were waiting for the moment. It was like a turning point. And people, they said, enough is enough. And one thing we need to know about Iran is not just about compulsory hijab, it's about the discrimination law. So Iran, Iranian women, they don't have any right uh, to go on a, on, a, on a holiday, on a trip. If they want to obtain a passport or work, they need to get the permission from their husband. If they want to divorce, they don't have that right. Unless they, are, they come to some sort of agreements with the husband, then they are going to the court and file for the case. Otherwise, you can't, you can't go as a woman to court and say, I want to get divorced. That's a good luck. So, the, so much going on is not just about um, compulsory hijab, but I think compulsory hijab, like what Masih Ali Nijrat said, it's like, Berlin walls, because regime used it from the beginning of the revolution as a mechanism of violence. It's like a, one of the Islamic regime pillar. So when you bring when women they unveil themselves, it means they try to bring the Berlin walls down, and then there is no more Islamic regime. So that's why regime they are fighting. They they try to. Um, repressing in the street by firing the bullet point and tear gas because they know if they lose the control over the compulsory hijab then what's going to happen they're going to lose control over the other things so that's why it's very important for them but i think that the digital um, technology these days is very hard if uh, to control the people because you can be in iran and send the video out, and in 10 minutes, millions of people, they watch your video.
and this new generation they are quite familiar with that technology i watched uh, one video last night uh, there was like seven years old boy film himself try to encourage the people to come out to fight with this regime and he said come on let's be united don't fear i heard the ayatollah is dead we need to unite it this is a time for uprising we need to get rid of this regime and we need to fight for democracy don't scared and i was like wow seven years old and he sent the video outside i'm not sure whether he he had that permission from his parents but he had that courage to film himself and send the message to people outside encourage them to come and join a rally um to join the freedom movements for iran which is fascinating it's very fascinating <clears throat> and for us that don't live in iran we're iranian americans you know this <clears throat> movement has been going on for months and you know it also simultaneously we have a very serious situation in ukraine that started before this and has become even more serious today with what seems to be an even more dangerous threat of nuclear arms being used but even through that very very you know that is for most people in the world the highlight of global politics right now is ukraine russia and it's understandable when you get nuclear weapons involved but what's also incredible is how women outside of iran iranian american women and i would say also non-iranian american women women of different ethnicities that are western but you know for me it's very much highlighted by iranian american women they are very very they're persevering they're persistent they're very loud they're very in your face and not going to let you forget about this oppression that women that they feel a deep connection to understandably and i feel a deep connection to iranian men that live in iran because you see how little opportunity they have we both have i haven't been to iran in many years but whenever someone goes there and comes back they say wow there is you know nothing there is you know nearly nothing for young people you know how can you you know you can't you graduate from school and can't get a job you can't afford to go live by yourself go can't afford to raise a family can't afford to feed a family these are very serious issues and you know when i see that and i look at my life in america it's you know so i just i get just i don't know what to say but it's a huge motivator and i think for women in america and in europe iranian american women they can see that and they can relate and say wow i'm here 
I have so much more freedom. I mean, the concept of wearing a bathing, a two-piece bathing suit in Iran for a woman, that's crazy. And yet that's nothing here. It's, you know, that's just normal day at the beach. And they can witness that and they are just nonstop. And even, you know, yesterday, Harry Styles had a a banner that he posted after his concert and it went viral, you know, hashtag Masayamani and Women Life Freedom. I don't know what the banner actually said, but it was related to Iran. And I spoke and I spoke about this with you, Vitalik Buterin, the founder of Ethereum, who, you know, crypto people, tech people, you know him. He wore a shirt that was Women Life Freedom um, that was displayed on Twitter a few days ago. And it has not, even through what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, which, you know, like we, we can go back to the digital networking that how advanced it's become, how much young people are utilizing it that even through everyone keeping an eye on what's going on in Ukraine, there are still many people keeping an eye on what's going on in Iran, especially the women of the world. And this that is what's particularly different about this movement, which may become, as you said, a revolution in that country is that it is being led <clears throat> by women outright, very obviously. And they are, they seem to be doing, being, they seem to be very strong, very difficult opponent for the Islamic Republic. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, very strong and powerful when you see um, people going into the street despite all the crackdowns a lot of people lost their life children man woman um a lot of people got arrested by the regime they disappeared they don't know where they are um but still people are going out because they realize if they want to stop so that gives more chance to this regime to violate it they should continue until to get to the point to get rid of them and have a democracy and freedom in Iran. But what was very hard at the very beginning, you mentioned about Harry's style, is it was very uh, uh, touching what he did. And he said, uh, we stand with the Iranian woman, freedom for Iran. And Mah hashtag Mahsa Amini, that was, that was very impressive. And same as uh, Roger Waters and other celebrities and uh, politicians, activists around the world. But at the very beginning, everyone was quiet. It seems um, people they, they didn't really care about what's going on inside Iran. It's far from here, it's far from West, Europe, America, Canada. Um, so we don't really care, it's Middle East. But with the digital technology and what Iranian insight they did with all the footages and coverage happened through this young generation they shifted things around and all the media they had to pay more attention what's happening inside iran and a lot of iranian 
Americans, Iranian, British, Iranian, European activists, they have so much power, they are in politics, they are in businesses, they are in media, they are celebrities, for instance, I can name one of them, Nazanin Boniadi, she's uh, activist and she's a famous actress, American, um, British, Iranian, um, and uh, she she's in uh, Ring of Power TV show. Um, so everyone known her for that that TV show. She she was on a on the top of the uh, news for a while, and now she's going everywhere. She went above. She's uh, she was leading the protest in in Los Angeles and gave a speech for twenty thousand people. And yesterday she had a meeting with the vice president Camilla Harris, and she. Uh, met uh, foreign minister, uh, foreign secretary. Sorry, sorry, and um, she she highlighted the issue, and she tries to explain the situation, what's happening inside Iran, and raise awareness and get the um, government to support uh, freedom for Iran's and uh, women life freedom movements inside Iran. And you see, when you see that kind of things happening, you see uh, like international uh, community wake up and now became united with Iranian people inside which can give them more power and hope to the people that are fighting in the front line with the regime to see a lot of support they are getting from outside and now people even they might not be in a in a politics they might not be um, celebrities but they still have social platform they film themselves and I saw one video from American girl. She posted uh, some things regarding Iran, and then say, "This is a message for 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 Americans. They live who live in here. This is what's happening inside their Iran. So, just want to rem remind you, you have so much power. You should go to your government, to your congressman, and question them. So you give." You give you give them that that place where they are today, and you need to question them and make them to support freedom for Iran. And that was fascinating. I was like, wow, again, woman. And now Americans, Europeans, Afghanian women, Swedish, they all united with Iranian women, and they support freedom for Iran. It's it's incredible, and like you said. There are Iranians who have left Iran after the Islamic Revolution of 1979. They have gone into other countries and they've, you know, gained positions of authority through hard work, through dedication. And, you know, for me, there's a woman, Anusha Ansari. She is one of the first female astronauts of NASA. And, you know, she's usually posting things about space and then in the last few months no she is just adamant about this because you know she's what would happen in iran she'd have no chance to go to space she's you know she came to america she came to a country that is much more has much better gender equality norms and was able to do something incredible and now she's using her social platform to speak out about it. And like you said, um, we've got power. 
And, you know, we've all have a social platform and some peoples are bigger than others. But for an Iranian person, a normal one, it's not very big, a social platform, simply because, you know, of many things, of sanctions, of the government itself, you know, closing down the network, trying to keep people isolated. So we as Americans, especially you as an Iranian British man and me as an Iranian American, we can see, wow, we have some power living here and having the right to speak. And, you know, we can choose to forego that power. But in these situations, you know, we should take advantage of it and really, you know, try and help people that we could have been. You and I could have been there if our, if for some reason you didn't, you lived in Iran for up until your, please speak about how that, you know, when you, with your experiences living there and how, you know, you can apply that to what's going on today. Yeah, I mean, I live in Iran when I was a teenager, and I remember it was very difficult um, for someone as a teenager to have a normal life. So, um, as like what I said earlier, you know, uh, imagine you are going out to school, you are going going to work, and before thinking what you're going to do at the school or work, the first thing you're going to think, what am I going to wear? Just making sure I'm not going to get any trouble from morality police. So if you want to go out with your cousin, it's very normal, isn't it? Or your girlfriend, you don't feel secure, you don't feel comfortable because anytime you, you need to check on your shoulder, just making sure there's no morality police, there's no passage militant to come and stop you, to question you, what's the relationship between you and the, that girl or that woman, and and I remember once um, I was 16 and uh, we went for Nauru's holiday to north of Iran with my family and we stayed with the other friends and uh, relatives, member of the family in the same house. And I went for cycling when I back. Uh, um, one of my cousins and another friend, they decided to go to the town for shopping. Obviously, they were older than me and they could drive. And I just joined them. And we passed by a uh, checking point um, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the highway. And we thought, we don't have any problem. We don't have drugs. We don't have alcohol. We don't have any anything. And we are all connected and relatives. We, sh we shouldn't have any problem. So they they pull pull out the car, and they try to find something in the car. They couldn't. Then they said, "Oh, okay. What's the relationship between you and that that woman, that girl?" And we said, "We are all cousin." And they said, "No, we don't know. So you're lying to us." And then they start to be uh, talking about her her job. They took us to the morality police station. Just imagine you're going on holiday just for your New Year's holiday. As a teenager, I went there. They whole held us for six hours. They put us a list of questionnaires. I feel shamed even when I was reading. I was like, what kind of question you're asking from me? 
feeling embarrassed even to mention them. And then they put us in a jail for a few hours until our family, they came around, they, 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 they I mean, they bail us out. And we couldn't go out for a week because the, we had a court hearing. And just, just imagine, as a teenager, you're going on holiday and then they arrest you because you went out with your cousin. They put you in your jail and you, you have to scared and you have to be worried because you might get the slash or um, penalty or something because they said her hijab wasn't uh, appropriate and um, so, so you, you should go to the court. And they say, oh, it doesn't matter your cousin or not, but uh, still you broke the law. And for a whole week, it was like very frustrating. We didn't have that fun we expected to have when you're going on holiday. So that's why I always say to my friends in here, so Iranian teenagers, they have every right to be angry because they want to have a normal life. They want to go out, feel free without any threat from the morality police, Asiji militants, they just want to have a normal life, which is acceptable in international community. It's terrible. And it you're handicapping your own people by doing things like that. You know, a, a government should be there to promote its people, to bring them up, to give them opportunities and doing things like that. Um, it's really it creates tension it creates a lot of anger and then you combine that you know some maybe 30 years ago people say oh this is life i can't do anything you know this is how life is i can, there's nothing even 20 15 years ago people say this is how life is but going back to the digital networking technologies that are available young people no, that's not how life is. Young people know this is extremely unjust, what's going on to me, to my family, to my friends, to my people. This has got to stop. Yeah, it's, um, I think these teenagers, this, these kids became a role model for everyone. And uh, was very fascinating because a lot of people that are learning from them. Um, I listened to one of the famous Iranian filmmaker. He had a screen film show in London yesterday, um, but the regime prevented him from boarding because he released the video over the death of Mahsa Amini, his, his support freedom life, women and freedom for Iran movement. They didn't let him to fly. So what he did, instead of being silent, angry, he turned his anger to action. He came back home straight away, went to his social media, and he sent a message in English to his English audience. And he apologized. He couldn't make it for his screen film events in London. And he explained he was prevented by the regime. He didn't let him to 
get on a board and he said you know what what you try to scare me i'm not scared of living in this country because i want to be in here i want to be in the street to fight with my people against the dictatorship and don't try to don't think don't don't think you know by prevent me from boarding and put the travel ban on me you're going to stop me what am i doing but now i'm going to be in the streets next to my people and fighting for the democracy fighting for the basic human rights and he finished off his with this sentence woman life freedom than zendegi azadi and that was very imp impressive that was very powerful and another um actress um she was in Cannes Festival and her movie was nominated for award. Um, they put her pictures on a uh, billboard in one of the biggest square in capital city, Tehran. And for many years, she was very conservative. After the death of Mahsamini, she filmed herself and she, she supported people. She supported women. And when she saw her pictures on a billboard with a hijab, and they said, this is a woman of our homeland, she was crying. And she said, in a country, the regime killing the girls, my people are not women for that country, for that regime. I'm a mother of Mahsa Amini, a mother of Nika, a mother of Sarina, a mother of Iran. I don't want to, I don't do anything with the dictatorship and murders. And I said, wow. So this uprising is getting to the next level. So now people, they, they keep quiet for 43 years or they, they might be passive. Now they start to think, no, actually it's the time we should do something about it. I think time yeah. is ticking. I think so too. What do you think will happen and what do you think needs to happen moving forward? I think, um, so what's happening right now, um, the widespread protest um, across the country and globally. Uh, that should, That's today. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was today. And uh, we had an uh, international uh, protests to support freedom for Iran a couple of weeks ago and we have another uh, call out for the uh, uh, put, uh, uh, for, uh, for rally in Berlin uh, next week so uh, Iranians around the world they call each other they invite to go to Berlin to support freedom for Iran is going to be massive things and they're all organized by Hamid Homayun uh one of the families the uh, who lost his family uh in ps752 um ukraine airline uh, the regime shut down by missiles a few years ago um so now he's organizing all these protests around the world and um he said yesterday maybe the third uh calling for protests happened in tehran in iran and so they try to organize the protests around the world at the same time as Iran. And uh, alongside of the strike, they're all gonna paralyze the regime. And the other thing is happening is security forces, they have a family. 
they have a mother, they have a relatives, they're gonna question them, for how long are you gonna kill your own people? And lots of them, they stop uh, taking orders from the senior, from the super, supervisor. So this is, that's, that's create a big fear for the regime. They say, oh, so we, we killed a lot of people. A lot of people, they went to the jail. We tortured them, but it didn't stop the protests. And instead, that anger turned to something fearless. That's something they couldn't ignore. And alongside of this, people, they work in Grand Bazaar and chemical petroleum, and they are involved in the oil industry. They went for a strike. So the strike should uh, grow, uh, cover entire the country because that's gonna paralyze the economy and the regime. At the same times, we expect to see more pressure um, from the international community. Um, so that's why we, as an Iranian or non-Iranian, we are responsible to put the pressure on our governments to support um, freedom for Iran and stop dealing with the regime. So one of the things uh, we can do, we can sign a petition, for instance, uh, to put pressure uh, on a government to stop dealing with the regime. And other things we can do, uh, share the information and raise the awareness with the other peoples to uh, let them know to find out what's happening inside of Iran. Um, and also I would say, so we need some sort of um, me mechanism for accountability because regime within last 43 years, they continue to kill and nobody questioned them. When bloody November happened in 2019, they shut down the internet, they killed 1,500 people within three days. That's shocking. So what we expect to see from, from the leaders in the West and Iranian people, they expect to see from Iranian, from uh, leaders in the West, they live in a democratic countries to support the democracy movement inside Iran, call out the ambassador, Close the embassies in, in, in the country. Stop dealing with the regime. I can understand there is a concern with regards oil and gas because of the problem with Ukraine and, and Russia. But the thing is, by dealing with this brutal regime, we give them more power. We help them to help them with their financial sources to kill more people inside Iran and 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 also raise terrorists one of my argue with the people in here is so just don't think about the gas and oil because if this regime get more money they're not going to spend the money on the people they're going to spend the money on terrorist activities raise more terrorists they're going to send it to america to europe to canada to australia to kill the democracy. We as an international community, as a family, we need to stand and fight for the democracy. We are not doing this only for Iranians, we are doing for the democracy. We work so hard towards it and we came that far 
and we need to continue and protect our democracy. We are talking about the value. My guest today has been John Esfandiari. Thanks for coming on the podcast, John. Thanks very much for having me today.